With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcast live every day from the TireRack.com studios. And uh, we have an unbelievable, unbelievable show for you. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire building should be. Um, we'll talk Rams and Bills upcoming. Plus, John Middlecoff is going to join us 25 after the hour. We'll get to last night's game, the foreshadowing for this weekend's full slate of NFL games, some college talk as well. We got our picks, five college, five pros. That's our five for five. We still have our gambler segment. We got everything you could possibly need, and then some. And then some here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Uh, Browns, Panthers, got a little preview of that. Wait to hear what Colin Coward had to say about Baker Mayfield. Uh, Brady Quinn had a really interesting exchange about Josh Allen early this morning on Fox Sports Radio. We'll get to that. And not sure if you saw, but baseball apparently has been affected by flying players. They have new rules going into baseball next year, and all infielders need to have both feet on the ground. I didn't know that was an issue, but we'll talk about the 
Um, the irony, the hypocrisy, the hilarity of what baseball saying they're trying to do, but what they're actually doing in the process. All of that to come. But I think the story of the day is the former MVP who athletically is in his prime. Lamar Jackson has, by Twitter's account, decided to bet on himself. Right? I'm going to bet on myself, which is great. Right? Everybody says, bet on yourself. Um, but there's a lot more to it than just Lamar Jackson is betting on himself. Most people believe, and there is a lot of historical, empirical data which would support it, which is the longer you wait, the more money that you make. Right? In the NFL, every contract, boom, 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 boom. You know, Justin Herbert's going to get a deal in the offseason. Um, you, you name, now there's a, a date where he can start negotiating, and Lamar will probably have a deal by then, but Justin Herbert's going to get a gigantic deal. You know, Joe Burrow is going to get a gigantic deal. I, I don't know about Tua Tagovailoa, um, but Joe Burrow is going to get a gigantic deal this upcoming offseason. And those are deals that will, will likely set the market. The problem with the market is there's this one outlier contract, and that's Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's $250 million, which is completely guaranteed, is uh, by by the accounts of all the people I've talked to in the NFL, it's hilarious and sad all at once that the Browns, in their desperation to get a marquee quarterback, decided to throw more than the kitchen sink at Deshaun Watson, and it did not reset the market for... Uh, uh, Kyler Murray didn't reset the market for Derek Carr. Didn't reset the market for Aaron Rodgers. It didn't reset the market for like you go. You kind of go through it. But Lamar Jackson sitting there going, "Hey man, like he's a good player, but I've been an MVP. I haven't had the off the field stuff. I haven't had uh, a torn ACL the way he has. Teams built around me. I'm the leader. I deserve to be paid commensurate with Deshaun Deshaun Watson's contract." And in a, in a normal circumstance, maybe. Maybe. On paper, yeah, I could agree with that. But the reality is no chance. No chance. I think the biggest question becomes, does Lamar Jackson play like Lamar Jackson or does he play to protect himself? Right? Because when you're running the football more than any quarterback has run the football in modern football history, you are putting yourself in harm's way. You are consistently putting yourself in harm's way. And the likelihood of injury is great. And the other part to it is, and you'll get people to say, well, well, you know, I mean, quarterbacks, Dak Prescott broke his ankle, Tom Brady tore his ACL, Carson Palmer tore his ACL, Joe Burrow tore his ACL. All these guys came back and they're fine. It's true. The difference is they don't use their legs nearly as much to be who they are. Matter of fact, it's in many cases, Dak, not, not, not this case, but many, in Brady's case and Breeze, remember Breeze got his shoulder when he kind of got rolled up on his last game with the Chargers. Like these guys, they don't need their legs to be who they are. Lamar Jackson is a running back who's the best throwing running back or best throwing quarterback we've ever seen, right? He's, if Mike Vick had an offense built around him and I don't know, Mike Vick threw a great deep ball, I would say that's the comp, 
But again, based upon the proficiency, the numbers in the red zone, even the running numbers, Lamar Jackson's a better version of Mike Vick. Like if Mike Vick had no off the field issues and was a little bit better thrower, he'd be Lamar Jackson. I think that's a that's a it's a fair parallel, right? I mean, he's a dynamic football player. But five years guaranteed on top of this year, that's six years he ain't gonna get hurt. And while other guys come back and they're fine from being hurt, what does a great athlete look like if he's coming back from being hurt? Because as you get older, you slow down, they don't. If you get hurt, you slow down, they don't. And every hit kind of magnifies itself. I actually think it's a smart play on the Ravens. They, they, they did to Lamar Jackson what the Cardinals did to Albert Pujols. They offered him way more money than anyone probably would have thought they would have. But just enough, just, just enough where it wasn't too much that he had to take it. And so now they kick it down the road, and let's see. He wasn't great last year. They weren't healthy, but he wasn't great. By anyone's estimation, he did not have a great and maybe not even a very good football season. I, I got you. He went through like seven running backs. Ronnie Stanley not healthy. It, it was not a great year. And his backup was as efficient as he was. Maybe not the player he was, but at a, at a fraction of the price. So everyone talks about betting on themselves. Here's the other element that, that, that people aren't being completely candid with is this need to be your own representation. Uh, that, that, to me, is a disaster. Lamar Jackson would not be taken 32 overall in the first round of the draft if he, wasn't, if he was represented by an agent. Because, um, and the stories are out there and the ones I've been told, a lot of people want to work him out. Had to go through his mom, couldn't get through to him, couldn't get through at times to her. And there were some teams that were like, yeah, I don't know. Okay. And he didn't want to work out for him. And while some of those teams might not have drafted him, I mean, if you've seen Lamar Jackson throw the football, and remember the last game he played in college was against Mississippi State. It was awful. It was not good. Not good. So you would see him in person and be like, man, I love this guy. Or maybe we love him. He's not for us, but somebody else does. He went 32nd in the draft. A good portion of that, at least a portion of it is, he didn't have a rep. And the reason I believe this deal didn't get done, he didn't have a rep. Because you could have gotten close to those numbers with some creative financing, ways to keep it off the cap, the way to do it. But it takes time, and it takes people that have put those deals together before. He doesn't have that. So while he's betting on himself and saving money by repping himself, and ultimately it may pay off. He may get the biggest contract in the history of the solar system. He may. The process in the draft, the process now, flawed. Because here's what you have to factor in. Even if you get a little bit more than what was offered at the end of this season, if you sign the contract now, if you got the deal done, first three years would have been an escrow and paid essentially up front first 90 days and that money would have been put to work for you instead you're gonna to have to wait at least nine months for it at least nine months and this is it's a lot like hitting the lottery right where when you hit the lottery look you can get paid out over 25 years or you can get the money now every business financial advisor take take the money now take the money now so Lamar Jackson's betting on himself. Remember, when you bet on yourself, it's betting, it's gambling. It's not a 100% shot. You know, Dennis Schroeder bet on himself. How'd that work out? He turned out, was it $90 million from the Lakers? Now, Joe Flacco, who the Ravens are going to go against, he bet on himself, won a Super Bowl, got a huge contract. The Ravens forever regarded it. 
So there's by there's there's baggage like the Joe Flacco baggage that comes to mind. There, there's the fear of injury. You look at Cam Newton and how he broke down. And if you're Lamar Jackson, you're sitting there going like, man, all I got to do is wait. The longer I wait, I pull a Dak Prescott, I get whatever I want. All right, coming up next on the Doug Gottlieb Show, live from the TireRack.com studios. I'll tell you how the Bills dominated the Rams in the opener. We will drink John Ramos's tears. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. 
Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Football fans, be sure to tune in to Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Every Saturday and Sunday morning, three hours before kickoff, tune in Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern, and Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern. We'll give you uh, all the coverage live right up until kickoff on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app, presented by BetMGM. Right? That, that's actually a huge, huge show. So when you turn on Fox Sports Radio, unlike some other sports radio stations, I'm not going to name names. You and I hear, you know, I, I got, you know, the last 74 games, I have hit on 69 of them. Okay. If you follow my service and I will give them to you, if you call this call in line, right? That's not what we're doing here. Real. We have betting analysis. We got pregame coverage. We got injury updates. We got everything you want right here on Fox Sports Radio every Saturday, every Sunday morning. How'd I do there, Jay Stu? Did I sound like, you know, every day, you know, listen, my, my number 13 weeks in a row. 13 weeks in a row, I have given you the Monday Night Football winner. 13 years. I will give it to you free, absolutely free, but not on the radio. You got to call this number. How do you do? That sounds like a fair representation. Yeah. It is. It is. Hey, look, we all got to make money in this biz. I get it. I get it. But 13 weeks in a row. <sighs> Ramos, how you doing? You were not good on, uh, on text last night. You okay? Well... No, I'm fine. It started off okay. I thought the Rams, it was, you know, 10-10 at halftime, so I thought that was good. Uh, the second half, Josh Josh Allen just showed everybody why he's in the MVP running. I mean, I thought he was really good in the first half. They had that interception that clearly, pretty obviously wasn't his fault. Um, and Stafford had that weird interception where he had two guys, you know, kind of a layered route, and he threw it in between the two of them. You're like, what are you, what are you looking at there? Uh, that was a that was a that was a pretty good beatdown. Here's Matt Stafford on how the Bills defended their offense. Got to give them credit. They did a really nice job of affecting the game up front, um, and in the back end, did a really great job of I mean keeping a top on it. I mean they just played too high safety basically the entire game. Played some old school three, which I haven't seen in a long time. Um, you know, trying to rotate to Cooper, but uh, you know it wasn't anything earth shattering. They just did a nice job of of playing. This is Matt Stafford on if he held the ball too long. Anytime, you know, that happens in a game, um, you know, I'm going to have a handful, you know, that I feel like I can do a better job of. Got to make sure that I'm taking what the defense gives me um, while still trying to be aggressive. And, and on a, a night like this where playing a little bit of catch up and, and they're doing a nice job of rushing, I uh, just got to do a better job of maybe trying to get it out in some instances. There's no question about that. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, this was Von Miller, who, of course, plays for the Bills now. Has that weird haircut with the triangle uh, in the back of his hair. He had this to say about playing against L.A. 
LA has a special place in my heart. Um, Super Bowl 56, I always have a special place in my heart. And uh, my teammates over there and all the coaches and the infrastructure of the team, they always have a special place in my heart. It felt like I, you know, I was playing against my, you know, my brothers over there. You know, you want everybody to, you know, come out healthy. You want everybody to, you know, have a good game, but you want the guys over here to score a little bit more and you want to win the game. So we got that done and everybody balled out today. Everybody on the defense, everybody in the offense. It was a great game. Yeah, I don't, I, the whole brothers thing. Like he was, he, he was in L.A. for what three months? Is that what it was? He was like three months, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he didn't even. He, he was not a resident of Southern California. So I mean, let's you know, they won a Super Bowl. That was great. Let's not act like he was here for ten years. This is his whole career, right? That's that. That's more. That's more Denver. Um, Byer, what surprised you about last night's game? Really, the just dominance of the Bills and their their run game was actually effective. Um, you know, Devin Singletary and just and and then how the Bills got after Matthew Stafford. It was I mean, just to say how how one sided I felt the game was. I mean, I don't I don't even know if it was that close. No, I didn't, was, I, I, I didn't think it was I think it was all that close when it was ten ten at halftime. Yeah. You know, just the scoreboard said it. Yeah, that was yeah. it. It was yeah. it was one of those man. They really outplayed him, and it's it's ten ten at the half, and you're like, oh, they that the score wasn't. Sometimes that's a sign of okay, the Rams didn't play well. Rams also didn't use a lot of motion. It was kind of weird. They were a little stagnant offensively. Um, I, I'd I'd also say this if I was a Rams fan, uh, I, I'd rather peak in you know week eighteen than week one. No know? doubt. So and and that's kind of been the mo of that squad i mean they really do play the last quarter of their season which is why i think like cam Akers getting just three carries last night it stinks for fantasy owners and the zero yards that he got it's absolutely atrocious but i don't think they want to run him into the ground because i think he would be the guy that they would use and that you know almost exclusively in the uh, last quarter of the season and into the playoffs it still is weird though that on a thursday night standalone game a guy who came back from an achilles injury and was was effective you don't you basically don't use it all. Yeah. He had what, basically every single carry against the Buccaneers, except maybe like two that Sony Michelle had last year. I mean, yeah, yeah. It was very surprising to see Daryl Henderson be used as much as he was. Mm. Well, I'm, look, we've, we've been to Rams camp every year I've been here, and I can, we, we, I can attest that, that when they from the day they drafted him, he always had a thing. He, he loves, he loves some Darryl, some, him some Daryl Henderson. But there was something, something in the dynamic there, which we still haven't necessarily uncovered. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Let's uh, let's get you to our f- friend John Middlecoff, who joins us. Three and out's the podcast. You can download it. He's awesome. Of course, he's an NFL analyst, a former um, used to work with the Eagles and worked at Fresno State as well. He joins us now on Fox Sports Radio. What do you, let's let, let's go with last night. What's your biggest takeaway? Uh, Josh Allen's the most talented guy in the league. I I don't know if he's the best player. You know, Rodgers, I think, has clearly been clear strong, but, I mean, has been the best quarterback in the league. You know, Brady has been pretty damn good the last couple years. Obviously, Mahomes has definitely had his moments. But I think that talent is just inarguable, right? And if he's going to be that accurate, I mean, I know he had the one bad pick, but obviously the other pick was not his fault by any means. But his running ability, he can turn into Cam Newton, but then he can throw it like Elway. Uh, I'm going to say it over and over. I I didn't live through peak Elway, but the way it was always described to me, you know, this feels like the modern-day kind of like version 
uh, times like three or four, right? He's probably a little bigger, faster, stronger. Now the game's different. You know, when Elway played, you know, you could get killed. So it's it's a little less violent in the sense of it's safer, I, w- I would imagine, in the pocket. So it's a little easier to throw. But, you know, his number one knock was accuracy. And I think it's fair to say, I don't know about you, Doug, he looks pretty darn accurate to me. Yeah, no, there, there's obviously been some adjustments made. But, man, he was – whoo, he was, he was good. What about the Rams and their ineffectiveness, especially – the, the, their inability to run the football and who they chose to run the football with. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have as big a deal with, you know, not playing Cam Akers. I know the fantasy football community freaks out about which running backs play and how many carries people get. To me, I, I, I'm going to give them a little bit of a pass, you know, given Stafford didn't play that much in the preseason. And, I mean, I, I remember crushing them, thinking, like, no way the Rams can win the Super Bowl when they had that stretch last year was he was just throwing picks after picks after picks. Now, I will say this. You know, it's, it is hard to consistently win at the highest level when your quarterback is going to be that loosey-goosey. Like, I'm a Stafford guy, but no-look passes over the middle of the field in tight coverage. I mean, come on. Like, what are we doing? I, I, I thought, like, that pass. Now, you could argue, well, he's – you know, didn't have that much time. Agree. I mean, their, their offensive line is not exactly the 93 Cowboys, but he, he made a couple passes yesterday that were just like, he, he's too good. He's paid too well. To, the no-look pass to me, and, and I'm not some, you know, I, I'm a Steph Curry guy. I mean, he makes terrible passes too, but there's a time and a place. And to me, when you're in a tight game against an elite team, like look at the way Josh played. Like he, he was just pretty like taking what was there, didn't force things. I thought that no-look pass was pretty ridiculous. Well, it's funny. We, when somebody makes a no-look pass and it gets completed, we act like this is the greatest thing on earth. And we never focus on like, hey, the other guys have tried it and it doesn't always work, you know? Like there's a reason that dudes just don't throw no-lookers any time any time of day. I also and, think like the basketball thing, I mean, you are a passer for a living. Like it, it's – I don't want to say easier, but when like you're a legit point guard, like a no look pass in basketball is a little different than a no look pass in football, right? Completely agree. Completely agree. Completely agree. Um, Lamar Jackson doesn't come to terms in a contract. Feels like he wants Deshaun Watson money. Feels like they don't want to pay him Deshaun Watson money. I have my own thoughts. Going to be yours. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's insane. If it's the amount of money they're offering him is 165 million dollar range. Uh, like I, I think. I heard Coward say this a couple weeks ago, just because one bad business makes a bad decision doesn't mean that everybody else in that industry copies them. And I agree. And I think that is definitely the way that these teams, the other 31 teams are going to operate. Like no one's getting $280 million guarantee deals or 230 or 240 or whatever. And if you're getting offered that amount of money, $165, $170 million, and you play like Lamar does, I think it's nuts. And he is doing the Ravens a massive massive favor by playing. I've said the whole time, like now maybe it didn't matter because they were never going to budge on the number, but it, it just feels like, I think it's a terrible business decision. I mean, period, point blank, end of story. He was a 32nd pick, so he hasn't made that much money. And they're offering you that sum of money. It, look at just what Russell Wilson got, right? Look at what Josh Allen and Mahomes, like, I mean, Mahomes true guaranteed numbers are. I think he's crazy for, for turning it. Now, if the offer is 110, I mean, yeah, I, I would get it. But it, it sure doesn't feel that way from everything that's being credibly reported about it. I, I think what's interesting about it is that um, 
Um, what, what's interesting about it is I believe that he would have been drafted higher and he would have had a deal done now had he had an agent, especially now. But like I had heard when he was getting ready for the draft, like people wanted to have him in, but he had to call his mom. He sometimes didn't get her. Nobody could get through to him. He, you know, there wasn't the energy to go work out for a bunch of different people. Uh, and, and then with this deal, how it was described to me, like I literally had had coffee with a GM the other day, and he was sitting there telling me, like, look, this deal's not going to get done before Friday because to get it done at a big number takes some creativity, and the creativity doesn't just come from the team side. It has to come from the player side with somebody understanding how these things get done, how to bury, how to change the cap number, what, you know, what it looks like is, yeah. is not just – people don't just hand you a big suitcase of money and says, here you go, big boy. And that, I, they, that guy was right, you know, because – I think he's – I don't understand. Is it an effort to save money? Like, dude, you're going to make $160, $170, 200000000 million. Who cares? You lose a percent if you want to get the deal done. The other thing is, like, with large sums of money in, in any business deal, there has to be a win. Like you said, I would imagine that, GM. You, it's not just – these aren't just one-sided. Just because $140 million gets handed out, the other side has to feel comfortable about doing that, whether that's – well, then I have your control for six years. Like there, there's negotiations. This isn't one side just gets a heist, even when it's the player. And I know social media loves like, he's getting screwed. Well, no, I would imagine the Ravens basically want like, we have your control forever, <laughs> essentially, right? Like five, six, seven years, like Allen, like Mahomes. Like that's the way this works. The other thing is, is when you are running quarterback, and I know he hasn't taken that many "quote unquote" huge shots. No doubt. It's a it's a risk every time. And Absolutely. for him, for him to play this season, you know, and be all in. Which, listen, I know a guy there. They love him. He's a great guy. The team loves him. He's everything you want. But I think the emotions clearly are running a little high. And like you said, I don't think he can quite. How could you quite comprehend? Look at some of the players recently that negotiated their own deals. It was like Bobby Wagner, who had been in the league for a decade. Richard Sherman did it with the Niners. Been in the league a long time. Had done multiple deals before, even if it was with an agent. Had a feel for some of this stuff. Like, when you're negotiating your first deal, and let's face it, when you're the quarterback, your deals are, what, 40%, 50% higher than even the next best players at other positions? It is – it's clearly not a well-run operation right now on the Lamar side. No, no one is in his ear giving him just some – just some credible opinions of like, hey man, this is you're probably not making a great financial decision. You're not some like maverick risk taker here. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Trader. That's the voice of John Middlecoff. Three and out is the podcast. All right, let's uh, let's get to some of these Sunday games. Um, what about the Vikings? You know, Packers are going in, and I honestly like what the Packers have done. I feel like they've transformed their team into one that fits. Green Bay in the winter, right? They can run the football, yeah. and they got a really good defense. I don't know how it fits with, with Aaron Rodgers, but maybe he makes it work. On the other hand, this is early in the year. This is against Minnesota. This is a team that kind of built differently. They have great skill position players and a good, solid quarterback. What do you think of this game? Well, I, I think there are two teams this weekend. If you're going to win the division, it's must win, especially given that you're playing divisional opponents. That's the Chargers, and that's the Vikings. You're, now, obviously, the Vikings have a – exponentially better home field advantage. But the Vikings' weakness is their corners, that they do not have very good corners. Well, early on in the season, who knows, the Packers' passing game, with Devontae not being there, might be a little bit of a work in progress. 
if you're going to get them, this is the time. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not. He's like, well, it's only one game. If you can't beat the Packers at home when you've had nine months to go, like, this is our time to take advantage of this situation, I don't know, Doug. I, I just, I'm not saying that they can't make the playoffs as a wild card or whatever, but it's, it would be a pretty solid and just consistent, uh, you know, statement by Green Bay. And I, I think they're going to win, but because I, I think Minnesota's a tad bit overrated. Because, again, like I said, it's a passing league, and they do not have great corners. So their offense has been scoring a lot of points these last couple of years. Uh, and I'm with you. I think Green Bay now, in, in theory, is much better suited to play some of these. You know, December games have been fine because they've had such a big lead. But the January games, when they're hosting a game at Lambeau to kind of physically overwhelm you, like they got physically overwhelmed by Kyle Shanahan and years ago by Jim Harbaugh, uh, so I, I like Green Bay, but if I'm going to take the Vikings seriously, same, same with the Chargers. Like you're going to open your season at home against a divisional rival. Like you got to win. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. You mentioned the Chargers, um, right? Like if you were stuck under a rock and you woke up and people were like saying great things about the Bills and saying great things about the Chargers, <laughs> but what about the Chargers? It does feel like this has to be at least a playoff year. One hundred percent. I mean, I, the only reason why I would say it doesn't have to be a division winning year is just because they play in a division with, you know, one of the best coaches of his generation and, you know, a Hall of Fame quarterback in Mahomes. But like they got to go to the playoffs. I mean, they, they should have gone last year to, to lose that game to the Raiders on the road was just inexcusable. But I, I'm not going to keep beating a dead horse on that one. But yeah, I mean, anything less, I would say with this roster, assuming relative health. I'd say like anything less than like 11 wins, Doug, would be pretty underwhelming. I, I, I do believe they have the best roster on paper, uh, especially if J.C. Jackson can come back and be, be healthy because they have good players at every position. And the most important position, I, I don't know if he's quite Josh Allen because I don't think he's quite as violent of a runner, but he is a star as well. So when you have an elite quarterback, I mean, to not make – like my friends on different teams, right? Every player is graded in the NFL. And most teams I talked to had Herbert somewhere between like four and five last year. Like great, like Rogers won, right? Brady, Mahomes, like it was like Herbert Allen. <laughs> I mean, that's to, when you have that level of quarterback play, like you, you, you cannot not be in the playoffs. Whether, whether you're a division, you have to be a divisional, you know, a wild card team because you have a 13 win team, whatever. But. I, I think there's a ton of pressure this year on Brandon Staley, given the talent on his team and, you know, the quarterback he inherited. Com- completely agree with you. Um, am I wrong? Does it feel like this is going to be a mismatch between the Dolphins and the Patriots? Like the, the, the Dolphins were better than the Patriots, you know, on the field last year. Granted, they had a terrible start. Um, but now they've added dudes everywhere and feels like a coach that it may fit their personnel a little bit better. Whereas the Patriots, and I'm willing to believe that in time it'll work, but this early in the season, kind of clunky. I, I, I don't like, I love the Dolphins this weekend. It's just hard for me to love the Dolphins because I don't love their quarterback. And their coach has never coached a game. And really, he's never really called plays. But, yeah, I mean, talent-wise, the Dolphins, like if you flipped, if Belichick was the coach of the Dolphins and McDaniel was the coach of the Patriots, I mean, what would the Dolphins be, a 10-point favorite? I mean, they'd be the biggest line probably of the week. So the talent discrepancy, no one will argue that. I just, I do question Tua. 
you know, I, I wasn't – I'm not trying to play revisionist history, but I, I don't really like weaker arm quarterbacks, and he's a small guy, not really my cup of tea. Uh, and I like Mike McDaniel personally. Like, I root for the human. But I, I always think anytime first-year head coaches, you just never know. I mean, we've seen so many guys that had a lot of hype not live up to it. I mean, look at Robert Sala. Like, I mean, the dude was had like seven interviews, got the Jets job, and like I think the Jets are going to be terrible again. So it's just it's just a very very hard thing to do, and the coaching, you know, say what you want about Belichick, like he is just an elite coach, and last year is a good example that they overachieved. Now I, I don't I think it's going to be very hard for them to get sniff eleven wins, but game one throw some different things at Tua, like I I think Brian Flores proved pretty pretty quickly like he was a solid NFL head coach. I, I just my unknown on Mike is just pretty high, so I. Like from a gambling perspective, I'd probably take the Patriots in three and a half points. Um, you you would take the Patriots three and a half points. Yeah, I don't feel great about it, but I, I think that's the way I'd lean. He, Bill, Belichick's Baker a play? team down there on Tuesday. How does Baker play this weekend? I love the Panthers this week. I mean, I I, I really do. I actually think the Panthers could be pretty solid this year. Now, if Christian wild McCaffrey card, stays healthy, right? Yeah, to me, that's a huge wild card. I think their defense is going to be good. Um, you know, I, I watched a little bit of preseason, and Baker just in that jersey, it felt a little pretty kind of natural. Uh, DJ Moore is a good player. I, I heard some people talking about Matt Rule, his third year at Temple, his third year at Baylor. Now, obviously, the NFL is a lot different than, than college, but that's when he started having success. Um, you know, my, my friends that used to go through that, his operation loved him. Now, it has not gone well, but, you know, his quarterback play has been an abomination. To me, if Baker can just be solid – Yep. You know, like a, a Jimmy G-ish type guy for them. Can you imagine the upgrade there? But if Christian McCaffrey's healthy, he, he's one of the better players in the NFL, which it's hard to depend on him. He's kind of got like this like Rob Gronkowski thing in the mid-2010s, you know, where he's just always hurt. It's just hard yep. to avoid. Yep. But uh, I, I think, Doug, they're going to be good on defense. And the other thing is the Browns roster is pretty good, but the quarterback, I mean, we've seen Jacoby now. Nice guy, but just not a very good player. I mean, you could argue of the starting quarterbacks and the backup quarterbacks. You know, he's probably 40, 45 range. I mean, it's it's hard to just beat good defenses when that's your level of quarterback play. No question. John Middlecoff, Three Nouts, the podcast. He joins us every week on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Great stuff. Enjoy the games. We'll talk soon. See you, buddy. Coming up next to the Doug Gottlieb Show, live from the Tyrac.com studios. I'm going to look at my crystal ball and predict an occurrence that will blow your mind. It's next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Let's get to a game, shall we? This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Dan, by what's the game? Doug, the game today is. All right, psychic. Psychic? Will Lamar Jackson be a Raven for life? Yes. I don't think there's any question he'll be a Raven for life. I, I, I honestly think that. This actually may be the rare case where both sides say we're not going to negotiate in season and it wouldn't stun me for him to have a deal in season. I, I just I just honestly believe that they are all in on Lamar Jackson. It's just one of those deals where, dude, we're not going to do the Deshaun Watson deal. He's going to get a deal done. He's going to be a Raven, whether it's midseason 
or at the end of the season. I know everybody says, we're not doing a deal in the middle of the season. Yeah, yeah, until we do. Lamar Jackson will be a Raven for life, yes. I thought that that Russell Wilson deal uh, helped the Ravens and maybe hurt Jackson. Um, yeah, I think at, at some point, I think that's maybe the the target that you look for, even though Russell Wilson, uh, while he hasn't won an MVP, has won a Super Bowl and has a you know a longer career, I think that that's, that could be something that maybe they can meet in the middle on. Anyway, all right, Psychic, will OBJ be a Ram again this season? We saw him celebrate last night, and then after the game, wanted to know what was up with Bill's Mafia. Will OBJ be a Ram? That was so weird. Yes. That was that was so uncomfortable. It was like turning. It was like heel yeah, we invited you to come, but like you're on the field and yeah, he was wearing yellow pants too. Like, could you have made it any more obvious you want to resign with the Rams? <laughs> uh, no, I do not believe he's a he's a Ram. I think he's going to be a free agent. I think he'll go to whatever team has the greatest chance to win a title and can pay him the most money. I don't think he's loyal to them or they're loyal to him. I thought that was OBJ trying to show I'm healthy and I could pretend to be a loyal football player. Did you hear about the controversy involving Raiders owner Mark Davis in the WNBA Finals? Did you hear about this? I did not. So, okay, psychic. I did not. Will the WNBA change their final schedule so Raiders and Aces owner Mark Davis can attend both games? So the Raiders face the Chargers coming up on Sunday, and that is also when game one was supposed to take place, and Davis is unhappy that they are overlapping because he can't be in two places at one time. They also could have a game four of their series the next week in week two that could be a conflict for Davis. So will the WNBA alter any of their final schedule to allow Mark Davis to attend? No. No. Can't do it. No, and and to people who say, and they're right, to say, hey, it's dumb to go up against the NFL if you're the WNBA. You're right and you're wrong, okay? You're right and you're wrong. There's something called counter-programming. What did, you guys know what Fox Sports 1 has on, on NFL Sundays? No, what, what they got it? bowling, right? Oh, sure. And okay. and bowling has been a staple of Sunday ABC. Bowling has been a staple of Sunday ABC TV for years. And you're like, who watches bowling? I don't. You don't. But somebody does, right? And the idea is a WNBA fan is not going to sit there and go like, hmm, NFL or WNBA, right? It's a completely different fan base. So no, I don't think everybody's beholden to the almighty dollar of television. ESPN and ABC have decided their schedule. I don't think they're changing because Mark Davis has a conflict of interest. And Davis said that he's going to attend the Raiders game against the Chargers in week one. New head coach, new GM wants to be there for that. But if uh, if there is a game four uh, in week two, he would attend the Aces game uh, and not the Raiders game because he said it could be a could be a championship game, could be a deciding game. So he's going to go Raiders first and then. Did you know uh, th- this is a real question, Dan? Did you know how long the NBA WNBA final series was before we found the story? No, I, I I did not. I knew that I knew that, and I didn't either. Yeah, I knew the conference semis were five (laughs) games, um, just because of uh, we did something this past weekend on it. But no, I I did not know. Yeah, I, I didn't either. And then when I heard you, and look, and when I heard you say, you know, game four. That led me to believe, well, it must be a five-game series, right? Yes. That's it. That's 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 the math. So, uh, look, I'm not, I'm not, we're not here to to crap on the WNBA. Okay, it's obviously a much smaller fan base. They got some really good players, and you know, Becky Hammond's done an amazing job there in Las Vegas in year one. But 
I don't think I don't think ESPN's changing the the time. That that that's yes. who controls it. Um, and I don't I don't see them changing. I could be wrong, but you know, Mark Davis complaining isn't that's not of their concern. It's our second WNBA story that we've had this week. So with the uh, playoffs going on, all right, psychic WNBA radio. <laughs> who comes out looking better on Saturday, Alabama or Texas? Not winning, but who comes out looking better? Um, I I, I still think Alabama. I mean, Bryce Young in Alabama. Okay. Um, he, here's the thing. I think Texas is better. Obviously, Nathan Ewers. This is a gigantic uh, Quint, Quinn Ewers, Ewers yeah. whatever. It's, like, it's a gigantic game Quinn Ewers he went to Ohio State didn't play he's the one that bypassed his senior year at Texas so he get NIL money and go to Ohio State now he's at Texas of course Arch Manning's coming next year there's some some thoughts he's got to play and play well now but I like these are the games every game Alabama plays in is a game like this everyone everyone is the biggest game for the other team and I think they handle it gracefully I think the first half is close and then they they take off in the second half I, I think Alabama looks the better. All right, the Doug Gottlieb Show rolls on here on Fox Sports Radio. The one game you have to pay attention to most this weekend. Next on the Doug Gottlieb Show. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.